podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, don't take it seriously. We're only bugging. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. Not long to go now, everybody. Test cricket must be around the corner. <laughs> it is around the corner, isn't yeah. it? That's exciting. But, of course, there's also 14 months of playoffs uh, that, that will obviously <laughs> be, be overlapping quite nicely with that as well. Here to discuss such matters uh, is Dan Trelfer, who I just realised now I've just mentioned the playoffs and... We're Tragically, near not nowhere near them. Yeah. And yeah, as a QPR... Just one broad stroke to start with, though. Uh, in terms of QPR's season, what are we reckoning? I think if you look at it from where we were at the start of the season, how many players we lost pre-season, I'm pretty happy. There's a lot of people very unhappy, but um, yes, good. Okay. Half, halfway, no disasters. Yeah, good manager. We'll push on next season. You're warm, you're dry, you've got your health. Yeah, that's Thank God, Mr. Mr. Kevin Hunt today is here as well to bring that, that, that homespun philosophy that he's always so good well, with. On, on the subject of the playoffs, A, is there a team in Scotland that isn't in the playoffs? It <laughs> <laughs> just seems really the difficult. The one that got relegated. Really difficult yeah. not yeah. to get in the playoffs in Scotland. B, I took my uh, a friend of mine, he runs a local off licence, he's become a very dear friend. Uh, he's from Eritrea, he's obsessed with football. Took him to, took him to Palace on Saturday, and he loved the whole experience, especially the pub beforehand. But except uh, about twenty to three, he asked why the entire pub was going absolutely crackers. And I said, "Oh, final whistle was just gone at Middlesbrough." He went, well, "What?" <laughs> so I had to sit him down and explain the whole with, with a slide rule and a map, and yes. that, that's just what happened. Why, why Brighton were. Nothing, it couldn't be better. That just was perfect. He took it very well. I, yeah. I know, Kevin told me this earlier, and, and, and I said to Kevin, I said, that's amazing, because I, I don't know about you, Dan, but I always take my tailor to the last game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah. much the same <laughs> yeah, thing, isn't it, it really? Yeah. I'm sure. He runs a very good off-licence. The first night we moved into our new house two and a half years ago, he was a godsend, and he's been a godsend ever since. To be honest with you, when I come and visit your house, it, he was the first place I went exactly, into. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, well, he's, he's, clever, he's, of him. he's clever because when he came to London, and he loves London, because we, you know, he, say he's 16 when he came here, he escaped in war in his own country. But he looked around this part of South London and thought, well, not everybody here wants four cans of lager for a quid. So there's a little part of his shop which is quite nice upmarket one. Oh, and, see, and, and Belgian beer. It's pretty much the only me. Upwardly mobile yeah. section there. It's pretty much only me and Ed who go in there, but still, he's doing, no, quite, nice. he's doing quite nicely out of that. No, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly, yeah. In fact, I was. Keeping them very mate. well to spot that niche. <laughs> I, I was actually, yeah. this is true, I was away for four days recently, and on the third night, he knocked on, on, knocked on the door and asked if I was alright. <laughs> 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 he, 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 he keeps going around seeing this, this letter sticking out the letterbox <laughs> and there's milk on the step. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say milk. Empty well, yeah. wine bottles, obviously, yeah. is what I actually meant. Yeah. Um, anyone want to ask me about coaches and bottles? Well, I'm sure you I, have. I, I feel I, I don't like to normally draw attention it, to these things it, but it, myself, but. It was very interesting. I mean, it's, it's very interesting, anyway, the whole, I don't know, socioeconomic thing. There's a very interesting piece by a journalist in The Guardian today saying about the history of the song Bubbles, about how it's a, it's a song for the underdog and it's a song for the poor and the dispossessed and how it will seem a bit odd to sing that um, beautiful modern stadium I will drop that immediately then but yeah I don't know but you know because it's, it's but it, Sky and the local media in London have made a big production number for the last 10 days about the move from the bowling ground Upton Park 
whatever Martin Samuel I noticed on TV on Sunday saying it's Upton Park it's not the bowling ground I've got to be honest with you I've, I've, no. I've done a few things and um, yeah. and I had the conversation with uh, Johnny Owen about it because yeah. he said what, what's, what's the bowling ground I, yeah. said, I said that's the thing that won't be there anymore what, yeah, Upton Park, Park will be yeah. there still he said but it's, it's an area and there's a thing in the area but it, of course it, you go to a generic area you, you, you were there last night to an outsider yeah. it, it looked like it had ruined what should have been an, an amazing event and it, it was difficult for Sky because Sky were trying to spin it as though it wasn't happening. David Sullivan I thought his comments were very unfortunate about go and check that coach there's no marks on it it's an insurance scam it's, and, and basically that, I think that'll come out stick an hammer on it that'll and, come and, out in, in the years to come nobody will remember it but it, it tarnished it a little bit and I think I think what happened is they simply underestimated the amount of people that uh, would well, be I there who didn't have tickets but wanted to be there anyway here's, here's the point and, I, I, you, I was physically you, there you when were, it was happening yeah. and I physically saw uh, empty cellar bottles smack a geezer on the side of the head yeah. as it flew over the bus that the drunken idiot who threw it was trying to hit and he's unlucky because if it had some in there, you would have leapt through the sky it, it, and caught it. Exactly. Yeah. So it was clear. That's, that's, that's a new uh, carnet, a, a cow's ass with a banjo, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Carnet, a massive bus with a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was clear that there was the, the trouble. Of, there's yeah. a literal problem. That basically, physically, what happened was is that the, the the main road, which is the Barking Road, which leads to the ground, Green Street's the one that obviously is alongside the ground, which you have to go into for the main entrance. The Barking Road was open to traffic. Except for the fact that there was probably a thousand people on the Barking Road who had been there for hours and were drunk, and most of who weren't going to get into the gate because yeah. into the game because that was there. But they were at the Bobby Moore statue and celebrating. No one had accounted for this. Yeah. Le- not least of all the authorities, and not least of all Manchester United, or no one had had a conversation in which. It, I mean, David Sullivan's point is, I think, valid that you're going to have to get here earlier because you won't get in at all. Seems to make sense. If it, and, and what, what, to, no fan, way, to, to fans or to Man United, you mean? To, to, United. to Man United, right. literally would have to have got there before yeah. the fans did. And they were, late, they were late for Tottenham as well recently. That's right. And, they, 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 and Liverpool, and was Liverpool, it? They've yeah, got yeah. a bit of previous. They yeah. turn up, we, we turn up when we want. <laughs> um, but it, it, to then turn that into, well, United were asking to get their coach yeah, yeah. bold by, by daring to turn up at that point, of course is not what he said and he's also insane and he's ridiculous yeah. and every single idiot that thought it was funny has been pretty much photographed and will be put to task and well, I that think, was the gist of it I think do you know what's interesting they talk about banning them from the ground it's, it's in the same way we all know there's a couple of pubs around Chelsea where people who are permanently bowed from the ground go, and drink, go and drink on match day anyway yeah. and I'm sure quite a few of those people at West Ham probably weren't season ticket holders were probably there like you say, just to be there for the for the afternoon, and maybe what they should have done is open the ground early so ticket holders could have got in. Maybe have some entertainment beforehand rather than that ceremony. And, had, but, but and, and a similar thing happened on Saturday as well. By the way, as well, it's not like they didn't even have any previous. Yeah. Is that, 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 that because for people who, for whom the last game was Saturday, because not everyone necessarily could go a midweek game. Mm. You still had another... Yeah. It's almost like a dress rehearsal went on, except, of course, you didn't have Wayne Rooney in a bus but in terms, you know, at, at your disposal. Yeah. In, in terms of your own emotions, because I think there's probably been more attention and fuss about this than there was about Arsenal moving to the Emirates, for yeah. example. Even though I, I did match the day things covering that, but the press didn't have the same focus, same intensity. But from your own point of view, your own emotions, are you old enough to go... It's just a place where you play football, or were you generally upset last night when you left? I left early because uh, yeah. I got the kids in 
to my our seats, and I managed to get another seat, which was which was great. You say but, kids; these are all grown up men. But they're very big kids grown up men. Yes, 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 three, yeah. yes I left three small so, children. children. <laughs> just in case people. Six and eight. Yeah. You'll be you all right getting home, won't you? I haven't <laughs> seen them since, but I just I said like stay on the ground till it gets quiet. So they could be. Could still be there now. Who knows? Pass them down the front. Who cares? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But no, I um. Personally, I've I moved on. I, I, I was done. In my, I couldn't wait for it to be over. And I, I know, perhaps that sounds, you know, silly. But once I knew we were going, it becomes a, an enormously long, drawn-out mm. farewell tour season, yeah. and and which which finished with obviously something of a dog's dinner on the on the pitch at the end there. And well, uh, they, I mean, no. Well, they, I say that. I mean, you know, it, 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 at least what was on there was, you know, they had a, they had a plan. They carried the plan through. And thank God, what didn't happen is the story isn't the fact that basically the pitch got invaded and the yeah. place got wrecked. So I'm, um, I was, I was, I couldn't believe that it what pitch wasn't invaded. Yeah, it was incredible. QPR invaded the pitch when we came eleventh the other day. <laughs> yes. I was well, like, what? What is it with you in taxis, you East Londoners? Why is it it's always got to get out of a taxi? What is it with you people? You, the lights are on; they were available as well. Did you well, know I think that? the um, not obviously it goes south of the river, the but getting, you know, the yeah. getting on the pitch thing was really interesting because that you know normally it's David Gold at West Ham Wheeler, lovable old. Del Boy, Uncle David Gold, who is a delightful fella, but yeah. is the, the more kinder, gentler face of West Ham, shall we say, than David Sullivan. But for the last week, David they Sullivan... They are a yin and a yang. They yeah. are. They are the good cop, bad cop. But for the last week, David Sullivan's been on pretty much every broadcast outlet saying, if you so much as step a foot on that pitch, he was really well, laying it on thick really. when he'd keep, well, if, yeah, right, if, keep if, up if, the pitch. Cut the old Uncle Dave yeah. Gold did it. And we we'll go, oh, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. But but there is an element of the fact that Sull- Sullivan's the one that, that means it, and he looks like he means People it. People are genuinely he, scared. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> yeah. he would actually yeah. come on and perhaps bite your tendon yeah. if you actually run on that pitch. Well, a Palace fans stayed It's like on Saturday, you know, we you know, celebrating beating Stoke because they kept announcing that the players will come out, don't worry, don't run on the pitch. And the pretty much the attitude was we weren't going to. No, there's no really selling. No one's going to run on the pitch. It's fine. We're all right for the moment. I hadn't even thought about uh, it, but now you mention it. Mm. Oh, Although they nearly ran on yeah. the pitch when uh, Alan Pardew, in his speech uh, at the end, about ten past five, everyone stayed. Alan Pardew did his lovely speech. Sorry about the home form being so bad. Sorry the away form wasn't much better, <laughs> etc. But and he went, uh, what you need to understand, the players have tried really hard, but it's really difficult being a professional footballer. And I was on the pit. There was, there was a three-second pause. I thought, oh, he's got away with this, but that's how long it took yeah, for... Basically, 24,000... It was a mixture did, of laughs. Did his face actually G-force? And then he went, no, what, then he said, what, I tried, what I meant to say was, and at this stage, the players are on the pitch, on the grass, in the sunshine, having grapes fed into their hands yeah, by, yeah, exactly. by trainees, yeah. counting their money. He's going, well, it's difficult when, when you're not doing well. Like, Walk oh, away. Mm. Now... It's, it, it, but, all this, also, but Theo Walcott, £42 million bid yesterday for two players, one of whom is apparently Theo I'd be very interested to see, and I'll make this brief because I'm bang on by West Ham, is I'd be very interested to see him come to our place because he is in that group of Arsenal players that have spent much too much time thought, yep. injured. Yeah. And, right, and, and we'll be interested to see whether he can come and play five years and, and he gets and he, and he misses six games and then whether that means Arsenal will have to look at themselves because it's because we as we see it Danny Wilbeck's doing nine months again in stir mm, yeah. for, a, for for bending his knee a bit yeah. and it's the weirdest setup mm. anyway Bonhomie fun that's going on would you have liked to have been at the table next to Sir Alex Ferguson and Potticino when they had a little dinner the other day, Dan? Mm, I would. I, I'd be very worried if I was a Spurs fan. Because Ferguson, 
I I read uh, I read the, the a biography of Pep Guardiola and Ferguson met him at a big managers conference thing in Europe uh, before he retired, I think. And he was he said to him, you know, keep in touch. You know, he basically was saying. <laughs> You know, you you should come to Man United at some stage. And Ferguson was definitely upset that that didn't happen. Mm. He's still got real sway. And I think that's the reason Mourinho isn't... He didn't want Mourinho when Moyes took the job. And he... him and Bobby Charlton on bowl accounts don't want him now. I think Woodward's still there sort of fighting. (coughs) Yeah. He's at the gate, isn't he? Yeah. And, yeah, they're saying it's got nothing to do with it. But it's just like, well, what else are you talking about? I mean, obviously, Ferguson likes to talk to all great young managers and all of that. But... Oh, there's no doubt. Ferguson's, there's no doubt they they must be interested. Like, Ferguson's got this thing, and, and I think you have to have it. Is that he's convinced that Man United are the biggest club in the world, and he's not and he's not far. He's not far short. Yeah. To, let's be fair. Let's be dispassionate yeah. about this. And he can't understand why to Guardiola, for example, why would anybody choose to go to Man City no. yeah, when yeah, they could yeah. go to Man United? And the, the thing is. It's really interesting, Pochettino. It's like at a lower level, Charlton have approached Northampton's management team. Yeah. And you go, well, why would Northampton's management team go to Charlton with all their problems? And the fact is that Charlton are perceived to be a bigger club, rightly or wrongly. Pochettino is a perfect fit for United. If Mourinho went to United, which I would, I'd be my choice, but if Mourinho goes to United, two years, top whack. Yeah. Even if they win the Premier League twice, yeah. he's there two years top whack. Pochettino goes in there. But he's, well, previous certainly says that, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. Him, obviously, but, yeah. But Pochettino goes in there 15 years, uh, Alex Ferguson. Because he's, he's a kid. Yeah, but, and, and also Pochettino's forward thinking, his teams are full of energy, they're full of goals. But why, as a Tottenham fan, you'd think, why on earth would Pochettino want to leave Tottenham? Something seems about to happen at Tottenham. It seems to be, and it seems to be that that might not happen with Pochettino. But you know the one thing Pochettino Pochettino Tottenham 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 is they won't ever be Manchester United. Does no. and it, they won't, I, but, but, but nor are Manchester United at the moment, to be perfectly yeah, honest. But, that, no, yeah, but, and, st- but the yeah. point you made earlier was right. Yeah. You're still Manchester United. Yeah, no, it's, you know, yeah. I just, you know, I, I know for the, you know, Notts County, you know, the oldest you know football team in in, yeah, in yeah, yeah. professional football and all that stuff, and you know, absolute dire straits. I talk about this, at the, you know, with the, the football show in Nottingham, and. No one want to go there, you know. The clubs in disarray, stuff like, that. and yet there will be. A, right. There's a. There's, not I mean, yeah. you know, the people will go because it's not. You know, it's not my scary. God, I could be the bloke who does the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same What's with Leeds, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Leeds has always been that case. Yeah. What's interesting, Dan, for me is, is that in a weird way, they're always on their own petard on this one, Tottenham, aren't they? Because Pochino was potential at Southampton. But Tottenham has, re- has, has now seems to have affirmed him as being ready for the step up. So it's almost yeah. like he's done. He's, he's done twelve months, you know, with it, with it, with the, with the stabilisers on, and 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 Sir Alex has popped up and said, "I'm going to take. Go on, son, ride down the path. Yeah. You're doing really well." Yeah. I, I mean, he's he's done a great job this year. I think it's I think it's a slightly odd scenario in in how everyone's looked at Spurs this year to me because Arsenal have got unrelenting stick for the whole season. And they're two points behind, two or three points mm. behind Spurs. Yeah. Spurs Which is like a Man United, a Man City. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, funny yeah. enough. And isn't Spurs it? Yeah. have been, you know, held up as the greatest football team ever. And they it's finished true. ten, ten, maybe more points behind Leicester. So, so it, it's been a, it's been slightly odd. Do you think well, they can't have been that great because they're ten points behind Leicester? So. It's really interesting. People, are, and, and, and actually, I've actually heard this said a few times: is that it, the, the, the implication being that. Everyone always says, you know, that you know the table never lies, and the the best team in the league this year are Leicester because they come first. But I've actually heard it mooted that if Arsenal come second, the second best team finish third. Yeah, which is Tottenham, which is yeah, just yeah, nuts because yeah. it's not true, is it? No. Yeah, there is this perception that until, and it's funny as well because for, for want of a better word, Tottenham's not brand but image was really 
damaged by that Chelsea game. <laughs> yeah. And despite what Sky said about people not wanting to see games like this, they do. It was the most yeah. compelling oh, game. Yeah, it was brilliant. Which the next one? Yeah. It was really it, it was, and if you were a Chelsea fan, you'd be furious. That that's, that, what, what, is it, what is it taking for Chelsea to suddenly turn up and do that? But it has damaged Spurs. But I just think, you know, in terms of finances, Tottenham will be able to compete in two years' time with, with Man United, if not now. There's always, never underestimate the London factor in that players will come to London and even might not go to Manchester. Tottenham will be able to attract good players they're in the Champions League. That's the other thing as well. Man, if Man U aren't in the Champions League and, and they may well have mucked it up. But mm. is, and but, yet, would Pochettino, if offered to take United, do you reckon? I, I mean, <laughs> for, for everything we've just said here... The fact he's had a, had a meeting says that he's interested. He had a lovely it? bit of lunch my inst- then. Do you know, I don't my, know. My instinct would be, no, he wouldn't. My instinct would be... Give- He's he's kind of kick-started this Tottenham but thing. But he didn't like... He, 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 so as no, soon, no, as, no, as, soon yeah. as someone came at Southampton, fair he was point, off. And, and it's well, not like Southampton to Spurs it was that much of a jump. He was doing a, really in, well in at Southampton. In that context, Southampton looked the more forward-moving club, didn't You could they? also argue, and I know that you get fed up with the fact that Van Hole comes up every podcast, but... And you'll get written it, down, don't you worry about but that. But if, <laughs> if you're going to try and justify Arsenal season... Then surely Man United could say, "Well, Van Hol's done enough to stay, hasn't he?" I mean, in terms of, unless you buy into the fact that Man United should always be in the top four, as you probably should, but he's brought young players through. They've won. This conversation <laughs> happens in two weeks. Better, yeah. which, which, mm. when we won't do it because, uh, but because we, we've got one more podcast next week, of course. But if United have got what fourth oh, and think, the uh, FA I'd, Cup I'd, final, and I'm, I'm really sack me if you will. Obviously, yeah. as a Palace fan, I'm delighted to hear Paul Scholes say. The FA Cup's not good enough. It's, like, it's not one <laughs> yet. I think no. I don't think. I don't think this is like 1990. I don't think this is. We aren't going to be responsible for somebody keeping a job. It's not Ferguson has to win the FA Cup to keep his job. I think if Van Hal finishes fourth and wins the FA Cup, he's gone anyway. Which which I is ironic, and I not think, least which is because yeah. the other name that we haven't mentioned, of course, is Mourinho's probably still is relatively shooed in. Um, instead of being, instead of shooed in to whimpering out. We didn't really get a chance last week to discuss the fact that when John Terry was a contributing factor in that uh, terrific uh, London derby that we spoke about, he's given himself an opportunity to wander out of that club basically anonymously. I mean, just like shut the door behind you, JT. Now, it's, it's a very strange conversation I have about this, fella, because you'd have to say, in the minus side of the list, he's got lots of things. Mm. On the plus side, there's a, and, and I want to nick a quote that James Olley in the Evening Standard nicked as well, uh, or borrowed or, or used uh, in the Standard in discussing this very topic, because I think it's Rio Ferdinand sums it up perfectly. And this, this is a, he lifted this from his book. He says, "Just because we no longer get on, it doesn't mean I've lost my admiration for him as a footballer." And there lies surely the dichotomy in this one. Do, I've, I've said this time and time again. If you go to Chelsea, you work at Chelsea, you talk to people who work at Chelsea. They love him. They love John Terry. They absolutely adore him. And the problem is that in years to come... As long as you, you're not disabled and well, require your parking space. But they see a different side. I mean, the yeah. f- and I know it's facile, but they see... You know, and they, they say things like, he remembers birthdays, he remembers names, that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. They adore him. And the, my problem with John Terry is that in years to come, he won't be remembered as a footballer. He'll, he's rep- he'll be remembered as a wrong'un. Yeah. And what's interesting is that, you know, Ed... Ed, Ed it's only recently, my boy's 20, and it's only in the last two years that he's really, really got into football because he had hearing problems when he was a kid he didn't like crap, all sorts of things but he's really into football now and he loves watching football he loves watching the games we watched uh, the Sunday we watched the highlights of the Sunday and he was he was 
he was just incandescent with, with John Terry. He just went, what's he doing? Why is, yeah. why is he doing? What's he doing but, with those tackles? Why is he? He knows that he's got the big farewell, and he he can't change into the kit again. He can't do that again. No. So no. he knows that he would have had the big farewell. And the fact is that he's been a tre- he's a tremendous footballer. He's a tremendous. He's one of the best centre backs England have had. Arguably, could still be in England squad as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Without a doubt, Chelsea will tell you that whatever they think of him as a as a person, as a player, and as a leader, whatever that means, a leader. I don't know, but he's been remarkable for Chelsea. And the fact is that. The manner of his departure just plays into the hands of all those people who think he's not. But Dan, he, but I'd but say, he, yeah. I'd say, the manner of his departure is is predictable, right? Really? That's yeah. a good when you point. when yeah. you look when Luis Suarez bit someone in the World Cup, there was a there was a there was a psychologist said this was absolutely predictable. He's done. He's not only done it once before; he's done yeah. it twice. This Maybe. is the third time he's done it, yeah. and in a big pressure cook like the World Cup. He will do it again, and he did. Yeah. But with John Terry, you look through his career, and you go, this is a guy who should have had loads more England caps, but yeah. his England career stopped, didn't start when it should have done because of bad behaviour. Yeah. He yeah. lost, what, the captaincy twice? Yeah. Lost the England captaincy twice. Yeah. Yeah. Once he's careless, right? <laughs> yeah. You've got, you've got um, when it comes to the uh, Champions League final, in the one he does play in, he slips and misses a penalty. Yeah. In, and then in the other one, he doesn't play in because inexplicably... He needs Alexis Sanchez in the back in the semi-final for yeah. no reason and yeah, under yeah. no pressure when Barcelona weren't even really threatening and cost his team the, the, the match. Yeah. And then you, you know you've got the whole thing with Anton Ferdinand and, and other action, you know, other actions that you've alluded yeah. to. You go this this just keeps happening to him in his career. He's, you know it's, think, it's, it's like there, there's no su- the, it, it, coincidence. At some point there is no more coincidence. No, it just happens yeah. to him. And this is typical of John Terry's career that he's going to go out in this way. I think and for, for reasons of balance, we should point out that Dan is a man, uh, keep you off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> not a bit, I'm not John Terry's biggest yeah, fan. But. No, but excellent knowledge for some apparent <laughs> yeah. reason. But, but, but there's also the part of this in which, you know, if we if you just step aside from it just a little bit more, is that it's like, well, does anyone really need or deserve or warrant some form of sort of grandiose sending off you know this is not does he need a Viking funeral I mean for God's sake no, you know he's been point. nicely paid for think, a lot of years that's a good argument but I think fans like to reward it's more for the fans I the think, fans like it? to reward yeah, but, because that, it's but so that's like, gone maybe. yeah that, that's true and also I think there is an argument that you, maybe you shouldn't try and separate the player from the man it's like when when you know talk, Stoke say Shawcross not that sort of player that doesn't matter so maybe you should say you can't say right he's a brilliant footballer and that excuses his bad behaviour off the pitch so maybe yeah. the two should go together and there is that argument that certainly age hasn't given him any more wisdom and, there, and again I, I sort of I'm always dubious about the role model argument but when you're captain of your country and when you're captain of your club and when you are so closely identified with your club you do I think you are bound into different levels of behaviour whether that's fair or not I think I think you are. Well, I think it's absolutely fair, which is yeah. which amazes. And not just a, just a quick side step on that is just watching Wayne Rooney spending so much energy uh, because of the the because liber- he's liberated by having the captain's armband on. Yeah, you know, in deliberations with a yeah. referee, and and yeah. and every now and then forgetting that he's actually playing. But uh, I, I think tiring at watching. Yeah, but I think, but I think, yeah, I think Rooney's a classic. The John Terry film. I mean, how do you explain, for example, little kids at Stamford Bridge on Saturday saying, "Where's John Terry?" Sunday, "Where's John Terry?" And the dads have to explain. But Rooney's a classic example. There were a couple of times last night, in fact, even the West Ham game, when it looked, you looked at Rooney. Rooney, five years ago, you'd go, right, he's going to be off in two minutes. Yes. But you could see in the last year or so, whether it's maturity, whether it's Van Hull, but you could see him restraining himself. You could see it was twice last night you thought there was, he's going to rake somebody's studs yeah, down, down the, the corner back, flag. Down, yeah. down the corner flag. And he didn't. And twice you could see him visibly take the deep breath. And... 
he approaches the referee like you say he doesn't scream and shout so you can learn you can you can mature you can't but John Terry doesn't and it is I, I do think it's a shame that Terry will be remembered more for his off the pitch behaviour who gets who gets as we sit here talking about this one here it's, it's a bit up in the air I mean it could, it could all be done but it's an extraordinary interest in Sam Allardyce Sunderland Newcastle Axis that has, that has, <laughs> has thrown itself up this season isn't it you know what's interesting is it for all Sky's attempts and BBC to a lesser degree it's all their attempts to to talk up the tension of who gets third and fourth place, who gets the Champions League place, which I generally can't stress enough. If anybody from Sky is listening, I can't stress enough how little the rest of us care <laughs> which of those teams get the third and fourth. Really, seriously, are we really meant... It's quite true. But, yeah. but down the, and the reason, part of the reason we don't care is that, that most of us will be in the situation that Newcastle, uh, that Newcastle less, um, New, and Sunderland and Norwich are in before we're in that top three, four situation. But that's fascinating down the bottom. And what's interesting with Newcastle as well, I watched the Palace-Newcastle game in Berlin, which is difficult, just, you know, for various cheap beer reasons. But Newcastle... At every, end, every pub, I'm sure. At the end of that game, and there were Newcastle fans in the pub in Berlin that were with us, there was more of us than them, so there you go. But at the end of that game, it looked like Newcastle were done and dusted. It looked like, it looked like the Benitez had, had worked a miracle. But then the Villa game, just out of nowhere, they just reverted to... To type. Well, that was the, the, funny, part, that, his, that part, was the headlines written down. Wasn't mm. it? Is, is that Benitez, Benitez was was the Messiah? Allardyce had long one, like, had it, th- yeah. one throw the dice, too, too many, many yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And gee, oh, you couldn't believe it, could you? No, it's amazing. I, I, I Newcastle has had neither of those two teams have been good enough. You know, no, four no, teams no, should go yeah, down yeah, this yeah. year because well, none of those four. Funny enough, yeah, exactly. I mean, poor old Norwich yeah. have been squeezed into that space. Well, Norwich, Norwich, should be, Norwich are a championship team in the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. Fair, and they but, haven't bought well enough. Say, but, but just for sheer lack of showing up, yeah. You know, if you, yeah. if you get to lose two points for that, you know, yeah. then there's. Yeah. A, so, but, but, but the, the difference between Allardyce and Benitez is that when it mattered, Allardyce against Chelsea went for it. And when they were 2-1 down, and I know they've got Defoe, which is always a brilliant thing, and he's scored yeah. 13, 14 goals in the poor team. And let's face it, unless Sunderland spend a lot of money in the summer, they'll be in the same situation next year. But Allardyce was brave enough to go for Chelsea, and it reaped its rewards. He didn't, Benitez didn't start with a start. You're playing Villa. Mm. You're playing the worst team in the history of the Premier League almost. every, it, it, what, 10 in a it, row? And Yeah, I know they beat Palace. That's because our keeper, goalkeeper nutmegged himself, which is another story. But he, he didn't start with a recognised striker against Villa. At no stage in that game, but did but it just, how, exactly, they, they were there for the taking. It's a good point, just, but how, did they, how could they regress so much? Did, in a it, week. It, yeah, exactly. Because, and, and especially because, of course, as I say, suddenly he looked like a man who goes... I, I've got to say, I thought he was a Renaissance man. You know, I, you know the, this. The, based on the fact that you know, I, I used to think he was a scruffy bloke who managed Liverpool. And then I thought he was a somewhat amiable man who's who's saving Newcastle. But perhaps well, I'm is wrong. It, is it? Is it actually that pressure was off uh, before? They before? They it. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, it, before that, when they won, when they won, the pressure and they was, it was off. all over. Yeah, yeah. So, so suddenly, well, we've got to beat Villa, like. In a sense, was that too much pressure? Because they were going, well, everyone thinks we're going to win this one. This is the one everyone wins. So they went out there and froze. So I don't know. Oh, we just didn't win that one, well, yeah. did we? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, to the extent that, I know people always laugh at me because I'm the biggest pessimist going. And every other oh, Pal- come on. I know when it comes to football. Oh, yeah, you are. Every other Palace fan are going, there's no way they can turn a 15-goal difference around. Well, I'm going, no. They score four at Villa. We lose 2-0. Which is doable. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that's what would happen. Because I thought they'd be liberated. And it, but it's the way he started the game. It's like, 
He'd done, he'd done so well. It's like it's almost as though they would have been better off playing Man City or, mm, or Leicester. Yeah, they actually need a better yeah. challenge. It's but weird. They, it's Villa probably were, true. Villa were there for the taking and, and just about everybody who was there said it was the worst game of football they've ever seen in their life. But how could Benitez let that happen? <laughs> Let's say something I from know, a Villa fan. Yeah, exactly, that's right, yeah. But how could Benitez let that happen? Because they, they've got previous. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's almost like Benitez can manage brilliantly except in the last third of the pitch. He can organise a defence, he can get a hard-working midfield, mm. but when it comes to scoring goals... And it's not that it, if you could forgive them if they if, if you looked at the stats and it went they had forty five shots on target and the keeper Villa's keeper but they had three shots on target and it's like yeah, what the, and, and new, all those Newcastle fans who made the mistake of celebrating to it but the thing is as well we were calling this just before the Sunderland Everton game yes I wouldn't guarantee Sunderland beating Everton because Everton aren't as bad as they were against Leicester Everton would Everton just for some reason, froze in the spotlight. At, God, you know, do you know what's going to be really interesting home, to listen to this is listen to our speculation about something that's already happened. But, but, but well, it's yeah. not happening. But, but, yeah, yeah, but, cool, yeah. but, but we're creating a sense of drama yeah. where there is none. Yeah, but by the way, though, that's you, our but, talent. but also you look at Sunderland squad, Everton squad. Yeah. Apart from Defoe, there's not one. Yeah, single, not there's not one Sunderland yet. player that would get in Everton. So like, we're, we're, right, so a quick one on the managers because of course uh, we'll talk about Pardew. After we asked about Jimmy Floyd, so what's the story? Is he all in good shape? What's what's yeah. for next year? I know that he's that he's that Rob Green and Clint Ilgo. He's, he's that he's, he's gone. That, the dad's army have been sort of yeah, he's, of the he's, going. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, oh. he's, uh, he's let a few. Go. It's like it's like chopping a face off Mount Rushmore, isn't it? That yeah, is. Clint Hill. Clint Hill got an award on South. I kind of got an inkling because he got an award. It was a really weird award that he got along with the Player of the Season stuff. It was for services to the club. And to the fans, and you kind of went yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got and, that. Uh, I, got, I got sportsman of the year yeah. when uh, I was eleven. Yes, I because did I was 10. substitute every single game and never got on. That's but sad. I cherish that trophy. Yeah. And obviously, have sobbed continually for forty years. Once I realised just how patronised it I'd was. Very similar. But, thing but to at you. the moment, yeah. in, in the moment, I was really grateful for yeah. it. Um, so. Clint has gone, and I think people kind of understood that a bit. Ali, uh, he let Ali Fallin go as well, which has not gone down well. Because he came back from three ACLs and played most of the season, finished the season as first choice, and, and he's, he's gone. So he's, ma- he's making big decisions, really, you know, really ones yeah. that if things go badly beginning of next season... It, it, it could get Fallen, nasty for Fallen's him. Premier League quality. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, he can't. Unfortunately, he's, he's not, he hasn't got the... The running ability, but, but, but just before we go as well, though, but is that dear old Al's? It's there, isn't it? It's been sitting in the in in the in tray, isn't it? The the, the contract signed and his contract on the Sunday morning. It's, he uh, very graciously said that he wouldn't sign it until he made sure everybody knew it was there. Yeah, of course. Uh, but he very graciously said he wouldn't sign it until we were safe from relegation, <laughs> and he signed it on the Sunday morning, and he's. Also made that slight mistake, which I think West Ham has said, of saying that we've got four big players coming in. And it's like, yeah, you said that last year. So, right, so I'm a bit worried now that Rob Green and Clinton Hill might be. Yeah. Well, do you know what? They're available. Rob Green very well could happen. Well, funny enough, we, we went for Rob Green in January. Yeah, exactly. Clinton Hill is one of those people, I, I just they go oh. under the radar a little bit. Well, what fantastic professionals they are. Yeah. I mean, Brilliant. he's he, you know, when we nearly went down in 2010, without people like him, we would have gone there just well. You if you don't mind me saying that at this stage, is that I believe that in football terms, Clint Hill is indeed a, a Mount Rushmore. He did, he is. I've gone. That's a whistleblower. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People Sports Social Podcast Network.